Hey, hey everyone, it's Tori Townley with Servolution. On behalf of Pastor Dino Rizzo and our whole team, we want to welcome you to the Serve Brew. So grab your favorite mug and join us for a virtual coffee break with some of the raddest outreach leaders on the planet. We'll get to hear about their stories, their communities, gain fresh wisdom, insight, and practical tools to help us serve the people in our city with the love of Jesus every single day. So grab your coffee, your notebook, and hit play. Welcome to the Serve Brew, everybody. I'm Tori Townley. I hope you guys are having an awesome day so far, whatever part of the day it is for you. We love you, and we are just so thankful to get to spend time with you today. We have a really special guest from Changing Destiny Ministry in South Asia. His name is Pastor Mark. How are you, Pastor Mark? I'm doing good, Tori. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. This is super cool. We were just talking about time zone differences and it is like 8.30 p.m. there and you are just like so willing to jump in and, and work with us all the way around the world. So it's such an honor. Um, I did want to share the way we met is super cool. So Pastor Samuel from Res Church, I was like, how did I even meet you, Pastor Mark? I don't even know. And I looked back and it was Pastor Samuel, who's now in Brazil. We love him so much. And then found out that you guys are doing beautiful work in all of our circles, just kind of like, mm -hmm. we just overlap a whole lot. And I just fell in love with the ministry you guys are doing there in the community. And um, yeah, it's, it's such an honor just to get to share your story today, to get to put a spotlight on that and honor what y'all do. So thanks for being here. We're excited. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, before we jump into all the golden things about you guys, <laughs> icebreaker mm -hmm. question is, are you a coffee drinker? And if so, how do you like your coffee? Oh, I am a coffee drinker. I had to cut back to just two mugs a day. And uh, coffee, coffee, it's, you can't have anything else in it except coffee. I mean, <laughs> that's <it's> wrong. <laughs> Coffee is just coffee. I like drinking it black. You're the real deal. You're the real deal. I am not ashamed to say I am give me honey, give me cream, oh give my. me all, all the oh. things. Yeah, I grew up, it was like in my bottle as a baby. They gave us coffee milk. So, yeah. Yeah, that's like, I wouldn't drink plain milk. My mom would put a little like a little pinch of instant coffee in my milk because I hated the taste of milk. That's a baby. That's hilarious. Oh my God, you're bouncing off the walls. That's awesome. I can't do that for my kid. Yeah, not I mean, now, nowadays we can't. No. Cloud <laughs> service is called on you. It's not okay. Oh, funny. Okay, so plain black coffee. You are classic. You are real deal. I love that. Um, just tell us some fun facts about you personally, like hobbies, kids, favorite foods, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so I have three kids. My wife and I, we have three kids. Our youngest is is five. And he said the funniest thing today. He's talking about, he got these sticker tattoos. And he kept calling them tattoos. And we were wondering, what are these tattoos he's talking about? He's talking about tattoos that was that was today's joke he's, he's like almost five and every day it's a new word it's some new big word which he's learning and um, I like to read I paint I like painting and I come from this tiny community in India which is a mixed community of British heritage and uh, we're only 80,000 strong in our country out of uh, over a billion people so that's where, you know, I come from this tiny community of people where English is our first language. We speak English. We grew up speaking English. We don't have any other language. Yeah. Whereas in our part of the world, everybody has another language as their first language and they, they learn English. But we spoke English day one. <laughs> that's a very cool fact. I did not yeah. know that. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So cool. <laughs> Man, I love that so much. And I would love to just, if you don't mind, give like a brief story of your like your life, your testimony, and then we'll jump into like your ministry and kind of how you got to where you are, the vision of it and the beautiful work you guys do. But mm -hmm. about <clears throat> so I was born and brought up in a Christian family. My parents have a Bible school. 
where you know then i was fully involved in that where they've trained over 10000 pastors who planted thousands of churches and uh, also we have a worship school where we've trained 7000 musicians and worship leaders all across our countries many different countries so that's been so amazing but uh, there was a time in my life when growing up with ministry teaching in the bible school leading worship doing all of those things i just wanted out and uh, i ran away to canada to to get educated and live in a country which had electricity and and nice roads and everything but then i felt god calling me back to serve him in some of the poorest districts of asia of uh, south asia and to start work among kids to educate them and give them a good solid christian education and uh, that's what started it off and then i jumped into worship ministry and and then started uh, changing destiny after some time <laughs> wow that is a wild story i did not realize you went to canada i love you that's where you ran mm-hmm. so that's cool, so cool what, was what was your education there what did you study so in canada i did hotel and restaurant management and it really helped me in the ministry but when i came to india i finished some more degrees and everything else but uh, canada was something which really helped me for what we're doing right now <laughs> that is very interesting so mm-hmm. cool okay so now that we kind of know a little bit of your background and all that stuff tell us about changing destiny ministry the community you're in the needs and then how you kind of shaped how to meet those needs through your ministry so i live in a in a place where i can see the himalayas from where i stay i can see k2 the second highest mountain peak on a clear day the second highest in the world and i'm surrounded by tea fields all over but the place i live is it's so beautiful beautiful but it's so dangerous also because it's at the crossroads of four different nations in fact yeah if i drive half an hour east i can hit one country i drive a half hour west i can hit another country i drive 4 hours north i can hit another country and if i flew 40 minutes i hit another very very big country so we live here and that's why it's this place which is a crossroads for smuggling of drugs and smuggling of people human trafficking and uh, what led me to start off here was years ago when i went to do earthquake relief in nepal then i saw people you know selling kids and that's when i thought i need to do something about it that's that's what you know that's the background of what, what everything you know when everything started i saw kids after we distributed supplies in these terrible terrible communities when nothing was left just their homes were in ruins people were still dying and people were dead under the rubble and then we saw kids being led away onto a truck when i asked them where were they being led away i heard that they were going to asia's largest red light district and uh, it didn't hit me this was you know thousands of miles away from home but when i went home i got home it was 11 pm in the night and i can remember it as clear as day my daughter she was just 5 years old at that time and she was asleep on the sofa waiting for me and that's when it hit me that little girls her age were getting abused at that very moment you know and and i had to do something we we just had to do something we didn't know what but we had to do something <laughs> wow that's unreal i it's just unreal to think about i that that breaks my heart like have especially once you have your own children to be able mm-hmm. to look at that and just the reality i cannot even process so oh it's heavy um so the work that you after you started to understand these needs and seeing them in that reality hitting you clearly god god like got your heart strings moving and your thoughts going what did you what was your plan from there like you're clearly doing beautiful things now to combat that but what was your journey like to get to this ministry So Tony when I went home I talked it over with my wife and I said you know we can't bring these kids down to where we live it's so far away what if we could maybe help 
even five kids, put them into a good school, you know, and influence them, you know, somehow where they get hope and faith and love. And uh, in the process, I met with people who took me and showed me this huge city with, you know, 25 million people, which has Asia's largest red light district. And that's with, they say, estimates of 20 to 30,000 women who work with customers, sometimes up to 4,000 men a year, up to 4,000 men a year. And uh, I went there and when I, when I walked through that street, the emotions still come back. There was revulsion, there was anger, there was sadness, and there's just this heartbreaking sense of what can we do? The task is so huge, so huge. And we visited some of these rooms where these women, you know, they were praying to Jesus, but they still had to deal with the customer waiting outside. You know, they were so helpless. And uh, these women lived in tiny little rooms, six by eight, with uh, just a big bed and furniture underneath. So they put pull out their cooking utensils like at eight in the morning, cook their meals, and then push it back in. And then men would start coming in in the afternoon. And in the midst of it all, they would have babies. And these kids, if they were little babies, they'd be tied with a piece of string to their mom's bed so that they wouldn't crawl away. Or the little girls or the boys would be sitting in and sometimes watching and learning. They said, that's no place for, for kids. I mean, I have three of my own and they're so protective. There's no place for kids. And we thought, can we have like five kids? Can we get 10 kids? And we started changing destiny in the US. 501c3 with no I just started writing to friends and saying this is what I saw come and see come and visit telling churches come and visit come and see and you know what can we do to help and uh, God moved us we moved 1500 miles north packed all our things into this huge uh, you know this container our youngest was three months old at that time and got on this plane at the end early 2017 and, and just moved. You know, we've been planning this, you know, things in our existing ministry were going great. And for me, you know, I'm always looking out for an adventure. And this was something, it was like Jesus is saying, come walk on the water, come and see what, what can happen if you walk on the water. And we started out with, with nothing. I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen. All we knew is we were taking all our stuff and our family and moving to this new place, which God said, walk on the water and I'll show you <laughs> and you can help someone. <laughs> wow. This is, it's just like, it's unreal to hear about just the horrific things that you have seen and experienced. But I think to myself, thank God he sent someone with eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart so sensitive to his spirit and someone like you guys, your family, who's willing to take that risk and make that sacrifice is huge. And I think it's also really encouraging to a lot of our listeners who the world, we cannot deny that there is, it's getting darker and darker and nastier. Mm -hmm. And there's atrocities that you never would have imagined hearing about. Like how could yeah. we see humanity in this place? And it can be overwhelming. How are we ever mm -hmm. going to make how are we ever it's going to drop in the bucket but what I love about you guys is you were like what if we start with one what if we start with five what if we just do what we can do today and now the beautiful the emails that you get the the things that you share with us it just it is such an encouraging thing to see as dark as the world is you guys are shining such a beautiful light of hope it's because you said yes to those opportunities so mm -hmm. i honor you for that and i also just wanted to highlight that to our listeners like maybe there is a big giant need or a tragedy or something you're seeing and you're like i don't have the expertise i don't know what to do but mm -hmm. all about saying yes and seeing where god leads you so um how would you say now that you guys have kind of it started to evolve what does changing destiny look like now so you shared with us the needs <laughs> that you guys on those first steps how has it grown and what are you all up to these days so we started with five kids and then the women in the red light district they started trusting us and they said can you take our kids in the beginning everyone laughed and said nobody will trust you you know they won't trust you with their kids and then we started getting you know, 
women from all over our country in different red light districts saying, take our kids, take our kids. And we started with a little home with five, then 10, and then 20. And then we built this huge school and we have room for 250 kids. And we have over 107 right now rescued and safe and happy and worshiping and learning photography and dance and sewing and gardening and they speak wonderful English. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing with that. And then the moms started saying, what about us? You know, they said, you're taking our kids out. What about us? We asked them, what do you want to learn? And they said, we want to learn how to cut hair. So we started a beauty school in the middle of the red light district. In the middle of the red light district, we got a beauty school running where we've been teaching these women, we've been learning to cut hair and uh, you know, they, they're leaving. And then it came to the babies, the babies which were being tied up. And we partnered with another ministry and we have a center for over 20 babies who because of the lockdown, they couldn't come because their moms didn't have business anyway. But uh, once things open up and the moms get back to business, these babies, instead of being tied up with pieces of string, they come to us during the day or during the night, they get a warm meal, they get a, a shower, they get a change of diaper, baby food and everything. And they don't need to be tied up. And in the morning, they can go back to their moms. Then when they're older, we hope they come to our school and they're resident kids at our school. <laughs> so that's, that's what we're doing now. And we just closed the deal on a property this year during the pandemic where we are starting our dream center, which is going to be a safe house for these women who are leaving. And uh, there'll be a place where they can run like a little cafe and have a little, uh, you know, their own salon and they'll get training. And this will be a place, you know, on the outskirts of the city where they could leave for safety and then get, you know, steady and build themselves up and then go into the world free and, and with dignity. <laughs> That's what we're doing. This is just, it's like heaven. It's like heaven. Every, this the journey and just how, again, going back to what I said earlier, but like you guys said, yes to five children, yes to one need. And then it, it gave you favor in so many other areas. And the whole, I feel like these whole communities are just being transformed from mm -hmm. the inside, starting with those little children and how much, oh, there's just so much hope that you guys represent. Yeah guys bring and that that is so beautiful to me that you didn't write off anybody and say oh well that's shameful you shouldn't be doing that let's just no you saw dignity in those women as well and like now it's just this holistic empowering like you said dignity is so cool mm -hmm. how have you seen I have other questions but how have you seen this bring I know one of the things I love you said earlier was you would write to people share what you've seen and say come and see and I feel like yeah. I read somewhere that that was like Mother Teresa's thing too, of just like, just come see, like, just come see. Hmm. How have you okay. seen this ministry? Maybe I made that up, but I'm pretty sure she it was her. Um, how have you seen this bring people together? Like people who want to be part of it. People, obviously like you guys have built this and I feel like you've done such a great job of inviting people in on the journey, even if it is just, hey, Tori, here's what we did today. I saw the email about the new building and I'm like, yay, I'm in, I'm praying, that's awesome. How have you seen this kind of bring unity to the body of Christ in what you're doing? It's, Tori, I never think of it as, you know, ministry to someone. I always think of it as ministry with someone, you know? So... Even if we get people visiting from anywhere else in the world, teams come, hundreds of people have visited us. You know, it's not that they are ministering to our kids. They're ministering with our kids because many times people who visit, they get ministered to instead of, you know, <laughs> when you go overseas, you feel you're giving, but then you come back a wreck, you know, after you've seen everything, you know, and it works both ways. And that's what I think, that's the synergy in the body of Christ. You know, it's like this huge tree with the roots, just, you know, the cells, each cell feeds off it, each other. And uh, that's the beauty of, of the body of Christ, the global body of Christ. When we realize we're all part of the same deal, we're all part of the same thing, you know, and, uh, you know, I can give to you as much as, you know, you can give to me. 
that kind of thing and and that's really empowering when uh, in a mission setting we don't just feel that we are always asking and we are on the receiving end but it, it's very empowering and it gives us it gives everyone so much dignity to think that we are ministering to the people who are visiting us also <laughs> Dude, this is, yeah, it's wild that you kind of went on that way with it because I actually have been writing something. I'm doing a Bible study tonight and like our whole focus is the reciprocal nature of love and how it's like hmm. not, God designed it to where we need the, uh, and a body needs its other organs. Like it is meant to be in need and it's meant to mm-hmm. receive that whole, yes. it's not way straight because we cheat ourselves of the whole experience when we think oh i'm here to serve good job okay bye but you mm-hmm. miss out on just inside of that other person when you see it is a relational thing and i think about even sorry uh, this is just a cool thought to me like the trinity god the father god the son god the holy spirit like even within himself he is three persons loving and receiving like giving and receiving that mm-hmm. love so more should we realize like, wow, we are meant to be in need as well as give. And that's, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful way to live. It's so exciting. It's so much more fun that way. I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many times I've done a serve project and been like, oh, that woman had a word and a prophetic call. Like she gave me this whole thing. I went <laughs> to give her the groceries, but she changed my life that day. Yes. And that's what his yes. body does. That's yes. Really cool. yes, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love that what you guys are seeing there. And again, it's just, it's that beautiful harmony that, that God puts together. That's his heart. So it's like a big tapestry. And I, I love to see that. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to ask, so you've given us such a beautiful picture of, and I know it's just even a glimpse of what you guys do every single day. How has it been throughout COVID. I know it's been, we've heard it was really awful, specifically where you guys were at. And then I don't know if Delta is kind of coming back. What, what has that done to you guys? How have you had to pivot? Give us an update there. So Delta messed with our country really bad. You know, I mean, there were people, they said that, you know, they only counted one-tenth of the number of people who died actually because uh, bodies were just being dumped into rivers and just, you know, I mean, just crazy, crazy scenes. People, hospitals ran out of oxygen. People were dying just because they didn't have oxygen. And uh, all around us, it was raging. We lost at least 100 pastors who are our friends. We know they're not with us now. You know, they're, they're on the throne. I mean, that's just, just us. But... Uh, Throughout COVID, we kept the school going. The kids were safe. All We've been in this safe bubble where none of us need to wear masks. We're all playing and everyone's you know open and free because we're in this bubble of 130 people. And um, as you know, the first wave went, then we opened up things and people were going in and out. We sent some of the kids on vacation and then they came back. And um, otherwise, we've been safe. We've just been safe but we responded to needs all over there were so many pastors who their churches had shut down because they'd lost believers people had lost jobs pastors were struggling to have to make ends meet and just have groceries for a month so we wound up you know sending groceries to many many pastors we wound up serving the women in the red light districts we served over 15,000 meals just to these women who, because they didn't have any business, they didn't have food. And it opened the doors. I think it cut down our work by maybe six to seven years in making those connections just because of COVID and where we could fulfill the needs. We were connected with so many more people who now trust us as helping them just because we could give them something to eat. So that's that really... It was something which we did during COVID. Make sure we just fulfilled needs. There are again, there are still so many needs, but we do what we can. Yeah. Wow. That's so wild. And I think it sounds to me like just what I've personally experienced, what I've seen other churches talk about is just like, yeah, COVID was and is a terrifying thing. And it's it's 
not pretty, but the beautiful opportunities and the hunger for Jesus and hope and just people being open to receiving mm. hope like that. It's been mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful things that the body of Christ could have seen. So the enemy does not get the glory in this. Yes, there's been tragedy and I'm not making light of any of that. And I'm, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry for the losses that you guys have experienced. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. get the victory the glory that God is getting through it all. And so mm-hmm. I just love your perspective. You chose to see the beauty in it and you got, you got busy and you made a difference and what more mm-hmm. can we hope for? Yes. It's amazing. Yes. yes. Wow. And we're so glad. So the kids, if they went with us, sometimes, you know, many moms started trafficking their kids online on websites and stuff like that. So these kids, they're safe with us, but we don't know how many of these other kids have been trafficked by their own moms. Just for survival, it's poverty which drives them to that, trafficking their own kids. It is unreal. Like, I, I cannot process this. It's yeah. so, so wow. It's mm-hmm. wild. But again, it makes me so thankful for the ones like you who are there and you see those needs and you are able to not only like respond there locally but even just this podcast today the fact that you're shining a light on hey these are real stories these are real lives yes. these things that are happening for us to be awakened to that and know hey someone's out there making a difference how can we support um and just yeah just i'm thankful for for you guys big time um mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you and your family you guys have really um obviously you've had to make some sacrifices and take some big risks and um how do you guys stay encouraged in that i don't know if you want to go into detail about some of the risks that you guys have taken you don't have to no pressure but um just how do you keep your family moving forward how do you stay filled up and encouraged especially in a year like this past two years so you know we told you before covid i used to travel so much so now during covid i've been home for the last 18 months and that has been so good <laughs> you know just, i mean that alone has been like a big big plus point of you know not having to travel and watch my kids grow up every second of the day literally you know so i mean that alone has been something which has just kept us going my wife and i you know just being family for 18 months the last 18 months every day being with them every meal going to bed every night you know with my family which otherwise i would be on the road maybe a week every month or a couple of weeks sometimes every month international travel with jet lag which is not not fun but uh, you know but other than that i personally i i enjoy networking i enjoy speaking i enjoy conferences and i couldn't do all of that but i've noticed with the pandemic we've actually had more connections happening over zoom than when we would just attend physical meetings or conferences i don't know whether you know how true that is but for me personally i found that i've been working internationally much more over zoom than before i just save it up for a conference or for a meeting or something like that but now it's been more routine and you know and actually getting lots more work done which is which is so crazy so that's something which you know just i love talking i love i love people i love you know whether it's on zoom or whether it's face to face that being with my family and then i like reading a lot uh, we love worship music my wife has been uh, you know she's been translating some of the bethel songs and singing them in our languages and and so we've been working on all those projects also so all those all those fun things <laughs> so that's it's kept us busy and also having over 100 kids in our in our family <laughs> extended that is crazy <laughs> how many staff do you guys have like how many people help you take care of these 100 babies <laughs> we have 20 staff who okay, help us good. take care of it and uh, the older kids help you know take care of the younger ones also you know it's, it's all yeah, it's all there's a lot of things and and they're busy their schedules are are busy they have no screen time you know no cell phones nothing they're busy from like 
with school work and you know and dance and games and basketball and soccer and all of that just <laughs> this is awesome you guys get them a full, full day, full experiences. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad it's not just the two of you guys with 100 kids. So that's, I'm yeah, glad no, you have. No, 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 no. <laughs> three are good enough. <laughs> if you're like, I need to travel, friends. Bye. I'm going back now. <laughs> that's so funny. No, I love, I love your perspective there. I think a lot of us felt that of just like, wow, this is like a weird we're thankful to be slowing down there's more of being able to be present with your family and even just like sabbath and like slowing down enough to hear the whispers of the holy spirit whereas before Mm -hmm. there at least for a lot of people i've talked with myself included it's just like get here go there make sure we do this gotta serve there gotta do that and it's just been you don't want to say that you're thankful for it but it was just like you're thankful for the silver lining of he's he's slowing us down Mm -hmm. he wants us our attention and our presence. So that's cool that that's what happened for you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of a weird gift in disguise there. Um, okay, you <laughs> kind of shared some of this, but what is what brings a smile to your face? Like, what's your favorite part? Obviously, leading, connecting, and networking. What br- keeps that joy about what you do? Your favorite part. So I didn't tell you before, but yesterday was my birthday. I turned forty-four. <laughs> What? Happy birthday? I had no Thank idea. <laughs> and seeing these kids lead worship, that was that was like the biggest deal. Because I know where they came from, where they come from. And uh, you know, and, and seeing them lead worship and play the keyboards and guitars and and you know and just singing. I mean, they're being trained to sing and, and you know that's not just you know we can actually worship when they're singing you know that's that's amazing it's not like you know it's so simple and it's so deep and so rich you know so that's that's something that's really really brings a smile to my face and then yeah and then yesterday there were lots of smiles because they all made cards for me I had like over a hundred birthday cards like the craziest things like they find you know everything everything possible is stuck on the little cards they put so much effort into it so yeah (laughs) just seeing how much you know they they're so grateful and so and and so you know this they're so full of love and thankfulness for us just helping them making sure they're safe (laughs) that is absolutely the most beautiful thing i cannot even process I know for me when I go to like a Sunday service and I know that there's people who are attending who's maybe their story I know they've gone through a really hard time and they're going through something or we just invited in the church from an outreach that we did when you see people who you know have been through something especially these beautiful children and their innocence is just to watch them in the presence of Jesus and know that you got the honor to be part of that story is there is nothing else that is more beautiful in the whole world. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that's incredible. That's your answer. And that's, um, I don't know. I just am imagining, like, I just see all these little jewels of these babies, like that you went out and you found these treasures and they bring so much glory to God. And so just mm-hmm. get to watch that happen. I, it's mm-hmm. nothing better. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. Do you have, Pastor Mark, um, I'm sure you have thousands of these, but any like stories that just stick with you that keep your heart on fire for this work? Any like life change? I know you have billions, but what's one story that sticks out to you? One story was this little boy who came to us and his mom worked. I mean, she lived in the brothel. She worked with so many hundreds, thousands of men. She was trafficked when she was a kid. And uh, she never wanted a boy to, to live there. Because most of the boys, when, you know, initially we only brought in girls, but then we realized the boys who grow up in the red light districts, they become traffickers by the age of 10 or 11. They start bringing in customers for their moms, for their sisters, for their aunts. So this mom, she sent the boy to us. And this boy kept talking to his mom. And uh, when he was here, she saw that, you know, how he's so safe and healthy and flourishing. And uh, she joined our, 
our school, our beauty school. And then she's left that kind of life. She's out and now she's one of the trainers. So, I mean, that's, that's a whole, it's a whole cycle. You know, the boy led to his mom coming out and it's, it's freedom all around. You know, it's a whole family whose destiny has changed. I mean, that, that lady is no longer living under this slavery. She's free and she's helping others. And the boy has such a huge future ahead of him. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you guys are affecting generations and generations. Mm -hmm. You're breaking generational curses and you're setting up the future for so many, not just these kids, not just these moms, but their futures. And mm -hmm. that, is, that is huge. And I think in the work that we do, um, as Christians, as the body of Christ, like that's what we, you keep in mind of just like that seed that goes into people's hearts is it's not just a one-time thing. His word does not return void and his seed is always fruitful. And that is, mm -hmm. that is very cool just to think about. So I love, I love that story that, and mm -hmm. I know that that is one out of countless yes. that you've been yes, part of. Yes. That's exciting. I love that. So, mm -hmm. Pastor Mark, what advice? I know I shared with you kind of our audience today um, for our listeners. What advice would you give them? They're just out to make a meaningful difference in their lives. Um, it may be similar to the passions that you guys have, or it could mm -hmm. be I have a heartbeat for elderly people in my community. It could be anything, but they they want to make mm -hmm. a meaningful difference. What advice would you pour into them today? My advice would be, you know, sometimes we think our dream, our vision is too big. And uh, we wonder whether, you know, did we hear right? And we sometimes, you know, downplay our own dreams and vision that we think like, you know, this can't be, you know, this won't happen. I, I can't do it. But my advice is always dream big because God dreams big. Dream big, but start with the one. You know, don't, don't think you can start big. <laughs> start with the one you know take that that first step out of the boat jesus calls you on the water take the first step it has to start you can't you can't jump across the waves and end up at jesus take the first step climb out of the boat take that first step one foot in front of the other that's what and you'll be walking on water you don't need to jump it's just one step ahead of the other and you can walk on water Wow, that is profound. I had to write that down. Dream big, but start with the one. Take one step. That's, that is stinking good, Pastor Mark. And so encouraging. And again, like that's where those rich stories come into play. And that's, that's mm -hmm. that that you guys did. And that's how you get layers upon layers of beauty like you guys have. Yes. So that's amazing. Um, okay, a couple more questions. Do you mm -hmm. have anything you would recommend? So I always love to ask this question. You have so much wisdom. You have an incredible, just, I know that you've probably read many books and listened to a lot of podcasts. You probably have people you look up to. How can we get some more of Pastor Mark in our repertoire? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, y'all can... You can follow us online. You know, that's that's something which could be done. But, uh, you know, before we go to that, I wanted to just talk about something which really influenced me. And, uh, you know, in this these confusing times of, you know, people saying this is what Christianity should look like. This is what Christianity doesn't look like. You know, I think I look at things through the lens of, you know, in the book of James, where he says true religion is, you know, helping the orphan and the widow and keeping oneself unspotted from the world. And I feel it's much easier to keep oneself unspotted when we look at the world through the eyes of the orphan and the widow. I'll say that again. It's much easier to keep ourselves unspotted, to keep things in perspective when we look through their eyes. You know, we don't look at them. We don't pity them. But we look at the world through their eyes. What does the world look like if I was an orphan, if I was a widow? You know, I don't look at someone trying to help them, but I try and see, you know, what do I like? What do I look like through their eyes? And that changes 
it's so much more easier to have a perspective of what the kingdom is about how how jesus looks at every single human being he that's how he looks at us you know he sees the word says he knows our frame you know that's so do we know the orphans frame do we know the widows frame you know and i think that's that's something which us as christ followers need to need to think and that's how that that unspottedness follows by default when we can look at the world through those eyes and then you know and that's how those big dreams start with the one when we can look at them through that so that's just a little bit of <laughs> just a little bit at the end <laughs> a little bit at the end of this is like uh, i'm gonna go like lay in my bed and just be like jesus that was uh deep 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 um i'm kind of speechless that is such a (laughs) profound the way that you said that i i don't know if i've ever heard it put that way that Mm. that's such a profound jesus kind of word so thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing that my brain's spinning but i'm gonna let it sit with what you said people don't need yeah. to hear me that because <laughs> that was wow wow thank you for that that's amazing you're welcome, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> anything else that you want to preach to our people <laughs> nothing else to preach no <laughs> nothing else that was preach, like prophetic kind of that was good to, yeah, to, to sit on that and, and you know and think of that you know when we see people in need instead of thinking how can i help them think of you know what do they look at us how do they see us how do they see our world and that's something to keep you know look through their eyes <clears throat> so good wow yeah one of my favorite scriptures and i've just recently started seeing it this way but it says blessed are the pure in heart for they will see god mm-hmm. and i never really thought about it as like when your heart like you said that whole spotless thing when when we have that childlike faith before him when we are pure before him you see god in people you see god Mm -hmm. in the world you see god moments you see with wonder and awe and that that is crazy to me because it's i I never really thought about it that way so this what you just said brought that to me to a whole even deeper level of Mm -hmm. you don't at people you look through their eyes and you see Jesus in them you see through them their perspective and mm-hmm. I'm all about it's good Tori that's that's so interesting you know we talked about Mother Teresa before I've visited like her place many times and one of her quotes was you know she'd pick up the worst people from the streets of Calcutta people just lying in you know in the sewer waiting to die like, with weeping sores and she would wash them clean them and people would say how do you touch and clean these people and she'd say i feel i look at them as if they are jesus if if that was jesus that's what i would have done for him so she looked at everybody who was in need as if they were you know they were christ and she was like no i'm washing his wounds i'm looking after him you know and, and that's that's so surreal to think you know she didn't look at them as people in need she looked at them as you know that's that's a representative of jesus if i do that to them i'm doing it for him i'm doing it to him that was you know that's exactly that was her philosophy that's how she did it. she did <laughs> you know the yeah. lasting result yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm Mother Teresa's super fan. You're probably laughing oh. at me. You're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. But I, I oh, oh my gosh. That's, that's, yeah. Her, oh man. I love that, that quote about just every one of them is Jesus in disguise. Because the Bible mm-hmm. tells us that. Like, when you mm-hmm. did this, this, you did it or you didn't do it. And it was unto me. And yeah. that, like even for me it's easy it's almost easier for me to see it in the obvious like oh that person's sick that person's experiencing homelessness that person has a drug addiction Mm -hmm. Jesus is in them but it's harder for me to see it in like oh the bank teller or the person who looks like they have it all together but practice like I see that in my son like Jesus I look at my kid he's two years old and said Mm -hmm. hey Cosmo 
I see Jesus in your eyes. Like I try mm-hmm. to do that for myself so that I can remember you, you've got to see him in every single person and not miss mm-hmm. him because he's mm-hmm. there. And yeah. I, yeah, mm-hmm. it just it rattles how mm-hmm. you respond to the world. And it, mm-hmm. it almost even takes the pressure off of you to feel like you've got to figure out everything when you realize it's just mm-hmm. his presence. Like he's here and he's going to do what he yes. needs to do. I'm not willing to recognize it. So it's so mm-hmm. cool. Oh my gosh. Can we, yeah. can I come visit and we'll go see Mother Teresa's place too? That is bucket yeah. list. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll but, I'll send you some pictures. That's that's a very 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 cool place. She yes. used to live. She used to live on top of her kitchens without without a fan or anything in this super hot city, and she said, "No, I I want to feel like how the people on the streets feel. So that's why I have to live in this place." I mean, that's how she was like right up to the end. That's the moment she died. I mean, that's a different level of you know serving. <laughs> that yeah. empathy at its very tip top that's insane yeah. Yeah. wow yeah. wow so, yeah. they have a museum to her so in that she has one of each so she just had one pair of sandals one plate one mug uh one handbag one nobel prize you know one citation from the pope you know just one of each one one pair of sandals and one nobel prize <laughs> one harvard doctorate i think you know just just one of each <laughs> she's like the og minimalist she, <laughs> the very first minimalist is so cool <laughs> but the whole list so is awesome wow mm-hmm. how can we I want to come and see what you guys are doing too. How can people either follow you, get website, or even just like get involved with the beautiful work you guys do? What's the best way? So people can look at our website. It's changingdestiny.org. And uh, over there we have an ambassador program where people can be our, our ambassadors in the U.S. We are also doing anti-human trafficking workshops, which we are going to do in schools. And we can also see if they can be done in churches for middle and high schoolers. Because, you know, the next generation of missionaries and people who help, you know, they are in our Sunday schools. And, and they need to know if they catch vision early. That's so good. So we've got a set of anti-human trafficking workshops, which we are, which we are coming out. With. And then there's the usual sponsorship. People can sponsor a child. We have all those details on the website also. And uh, people can visit and people can intern also. So we have all these different, different things. And we just, during the pandemic, we've really been working on all these programs. So we have it all ready and good to go once things open up. We also love churches to bring teams over. They come for a week to 10 days. They go to two cities. We take care of all the internal arrangements. We do all the logistics so that missions directors don't have to, you know, work through all these different time zones and currency fluctuations and everything else. You know, it's it's just, we make it very smooth and uh, it's, it's a whole experience. People can get to meet, visit with our kids, minister, you know, the red light districts, go and talk to the people, see them, hold their hands, try with them, laugh with them, have a great experience. So we do the the short-term trips. We do interns. In the U.S., we do ambassadors so people can represent us. And we have also, we might start the workshops for the churches. We invite people to come and visit. Churches can come and visit. And uh, people can sponsor a child, sign up for our newsletter, or follow us on Instagram at changing underscore destiny underscore i think i said it right but uh, yeah so that's that's the one you can follow that's us on right. instagram yeah we don't cool. we don't advertise it a lot so everyone on our instagram is people whom we personally know so it's great for you know more and more people to just just sign up and follow us we put lots of updates on our instagram what's happening and what we're doing fantastic and i will link to all of that in the notes so yes changing underscore death underscore that sounds right i checked that the other day so perfect that is fantastic i did not realize that you guys did mission teams so that's super cool child sponsorship that is such a special special thing to be part of like yeah Mm -hmm. um 
awesome. So thank you for sharing all these opportunities. I am excited. I think everybody who listened today is probably like on fire about your ministry as well as just what they're doing in their own backyards like really you've encouraged us and you've poured into us so we honor you if it's cool i would love to just say a prayer over you guys and the work you're doing um absolutely okay awesome mm -hmm. you guys who are listening let's just wherever you're at even though it may not be you're not watching live but just join us in prayer um for this beautiful family and changing destiny so Jesus, thank you so much, God, for Pastor Mark and for his family and for this incredibly beautiful ministry that you are doing through him. I thank you for the heart that you've given them, for the incredible sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that they live by, that they um, they say yes, they are willing to just be obedient and follow you. And I thank you for not only the incredibly beautiful work that you're doing there locally, but also just how it's echoing into our lives today, Jesus, and all around the world. I thank you that you've used them to set an example of what faith can look like, of how beautiful life can be when we just say yes to that adventure. So I just pray a special blessing over them, God. I pray for continued protection throughout this COVID, this pandemic. I pray that you just continue to meet their needs, Father. Don't let them um, struggle at all. I pray that finances are not a question. I pray that resources are not a problem, that there is nothing that stresses them out or weighs them down, but that they continue to just live in the ease and the wonder of that childlike faith. Um, just continue to give them favor with relationships in their community. Continue to bless the sweet children that they are reaching and their mothers and their fathers and this families, um, the next generations that be, are being raised up, God. I just pray that you continue to anoint them for this work and just let your presence continue to have have its place there in them. And we just thank you for the honor of getting to know them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Mark. We really appreciate it. This has been a, a really encouraging conversation. Really honored to have you. Thank you, so, Chloe. So good. Awesome. So good to be here. Like. <laughs> awesome. We'll go to your next late night meeting, and I hope yeah. that you have <laughs> some rest. Awesome. Thank you, listeners, for jumping on. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining in on today's conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe to see who we'll be having coffee with next time on The Serve Brew.